You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Hey everyone, uh, Glenn Sanford here uh, and with the Expansion Podcast. And today I'm excited to talk to Nicole Ambrose. She's a two-time icon agent out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Today has actually been an excellent day. I had a closing today. So, you know, anytime we have an opportunity to close and I onboarded a really, really amazing agent. So I'm super excited. Today is a good day. <laughs> oh, well, awesome. Now, you've, you've been with EXP only a couple of years, right? So 2021? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and in that time, it looks like just in terms of uh, uh, you're, you've attracted about 150 agents or so to, to EXP. Is that is that about right? It is. Yes. Wow. Yep. Well, congratulations. I, I'm sure that that uh, has uh, really um, uh, changed trajectory a bit. What what was it like? Where, what's your background? How did you get into real estate? How did you make your your How did you ultimately get to EXP? Um, I was, but prior to being a real estate agent, I actually owned a tax office and um, I felt like at the time that, and if the IRS is watching this, nothing against the IRS, but I felt like the IRS was kind of making a start to be the IRS police. And I was like, uh, I started being a little bit uncomfortable and taxes, the tax business just for me wasn't delivering the satisfaction and a gratitude that it once did. And I really didn't want to really kind of police people about the things that they were doing as far as taxes were concerned. And then a couple people that have been my long-term clients were coming in that summer asking me for copies of their tax return. And I was like, hmm, right in the midst of me wanting to have a career change, it jogged something in my memory where 20 years prior, when I first moved to Atlanta and I purchased my first home, if you compare, Glenn, that home that I purchased to a car, it was a complete lemon, right? So with that house, the first, the I had used all of my, my, my dad had passed away and I had used all of my money that I had gotten from my insurance to purchase the home. So I didn't have any access capital. I was a single mom, two kids. So I was kind of living check to check with the house. And my real estate agent was God awful. Um, I didn't get an inspection done uh, because he didn't tell me. I didn't know anything about an inspection. And my roof has started to leak. The HVAC went out in the first six months. And long story short, um, I couldn't get in contact with him prior to the transaction. When we were going through the closing process, he was always so unavailable. So needless to say, after I started having problems with the home, he was definitely unavailable. And at that time, I said I wanted to be a real estate agent. So I looked into being a real estate agent at that time. And I found out it's kind of expensive to be a real estate agent. And I was a single mom and found out that you work on commissions and that you would have to pay the brokerage a monthly fee, even if you didn't sell anything. So at the time I said, I wanted to be a real estate agent to help the people, but I really couldn't afford it. So then when the tax business came and I decided that I wanted to make a change in my career and I started getting the request to get copies of the tax return for my tax clients, I said, hmm, 
I remember when I wanted to be a real estate agent 20 years ago. So I went to real estate school. I was always the first person in my tax office, the last person to leave. Um, you know how it is being an owner. So this day I went into the office and I told my uh, admin assistant and my reception receptionist, hold all my calls for 14 days. I'm going to come in at six o'clock at night and I'll do everybody's taxes at night and just have them fax the paperwork in. But I'm going to do this 14 day accelerated real estate class and go and get my real estate license. They were ready to take my temperature. They thought it was something wrong with me because <laughs> I loved at one point the tax business. So with that, I ended up going to get my real estate license. Fast forward. Um, the first eight months I had my real estate license, Glenn, I didn't sell a thing, not one house. I didn't know what to do. Um, I was at a boutique brokerage that I just went to because my friend owned the brokerage and I didn't honestly have any training. I didn't know what to do. Then left, I went over to KW and I talked to somebody and they told me to find my purpose and my passion in real estate. And I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, God, I don't know what that means. So I started thinking about it and they told me to find my client avatar. I'm like, what the heck is a client avatar? So long story short, I started going to look for people that were like me at one time, people who had challenged credit, people that needed down payment assistance and people that just didn't have anybody to tell them how to go and purchase a house. So I would go, and I know you've been to Atlanta a couple of times, but on Saturdays, I would go to the roughest parts in Atlanta. I would get to one at eight o'clock and get to the other one at noon. And I started doing home buying seminars in the parks, in the roughest parts of Atlanta. And I looked up, looked down, the parks on Saturday would be packed. And I started bringing my two daughters, Kennedy and Ashley, and I would have them passing out crayons to the people's kids because I wanted to remove the excuses. I didn't want people to have a reason of why they couldn't come. So my daughters would watch their kids and give them crayons and I didn't have a lot of money, so it would be a big box of crayon and crayons, and we would have to tear sheets of the crayon of the coloring book out to give each kid a couple pages and a couple crayons. And I looked up, I would be in a grocery store a couple, like a year, maybe a couple months, maybe eight, nine months later. And the kids would see me in a grocery store and they would say, Mommy, mommy, it's the credit lady. And the kids would say, No, it's the real estate lady. So I began to get really, really popular in those areas. And I looked up, looked down, I had sold 200 homes then 300 homes. And then now I'm 450 homes later in five years. Wow. And you're doing this as an individual agent. You don't, you, do, you, do you have a team? Do you have a, an assistant? Like what's, what's your business look like? I mean, obviously back then, yeah. every there, you had no extra income to, to do that. But what does your, your business look like then and now in terms of just your, your, your structure? So then, because again, it was just a fluke. I didn't know that I needed a showing assistant or a transaction coordinator. I didn't know anything about that. So then it was just me. I was doing all of my paperwork. I was doing all of my showings. I was doing everything, the, the parks, I was doing everything. But now fast forward, um, I part of the reason why I decided to come to EXP is because I'm, a, I'm still a popular, a popular loner and i um, uh, the most, I'm probably the most introverted extrovert you'll ever meet. So I knew that a team per se day to day wouldn't work for me, but I wanted to have people in my downline that could count on me to help me in business. But I still run a very, very lean ship as far as Nicole Ambrose real estate and co is concerned. It's just myself and my assistant. And I have a showing agent that helps me show. 
but it, yeah, it's still just me from a agent standpoint. And my assistant is a licensed agent. She does all of my contracts. And then I have someone that helps me show properties. Well, awesome. And, and this year, uh, it looks like um, uh, you're on track to, to beat last year's production. Is that, is that fair to say? Absolutely. So as the years have gone by, um, my clients, just as a natural progression, when your clients, I'm five, six years in now. So my clients that purchased before, I was doing about 70 transactions, 70 to 80 transactions a year. Um, and now my production has, I have been able to come down this year to 40 transactions because now my price points are increasing because the people that are currently selling or I'm convincing them to not sell the current house and to pull the equity out and actually keep that as a rental property and now go and upgrade into a new property. So my price points are getting higher. So now I'm able to do less in um, actual vol volume, but then my, my numbers are just skyrocketing. So I'm able to do half of the sales with and still meet my numbers, which allows me an opportunity to really pour back into my team. Oh, awesome. Now, um, it sounds like um, you, uh, you've really mastered the art of getting out to where the houses and the people are. Um, what, what is your, do, do you have multiple lead generation strategies or is it more about getting out in the communities and being super visible? I'm super visible. I love people. Um, and it's the weirdest thing. Like I told you, I'm an introverted extrovert. I love people um, to the point where I want to see people win. So I'm always in the communities. I'm always some place speaking to people about where I come from. And I remember a time when the back of my refrigerator was looking at me when my kids were young. We were so broke that, you know, we didn't have food a lot of times. So um, we ate noodles for days upon days. So now I understand what that feels like. And I understand what it feels like to go from that to this. So my desire is for everybody to feel this side of it. So I spend my days talking to people um, that need to either real estate agents that want to advance their business so they can be on this side and understand what it feels like to not have money be a worry. And people that are actually in the communities that are renters. I really know that God put me here to be a vessel to lead people to financial freedom through home ownership and investing. So I preach that every day. Okay, awesome. And so that's so you're 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 sort of in the market. It's helping renters become buyers, and eventually those they they end up either leveraging the equity in the properties they previously purchased, or they they upgrade or what what have you. But that's that's your primary real estate business strategy and then and then your agent strategy uh, it sounds like you've got a really unique strategy there too what what's your what's your strategy in terms of uh, attracting agents to 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 you and uh, and exp if you haven't already noticed i'm always rooting for the underdog right so i go after the buyers that everybody else has left behind and i do the same thing with the real estate agents that are struggling in their business. And I know what it feels like to just need a hand up, not a handout. So I'm constantly looking for agents that I see a ton of, of, of 
character. I love people with character. I love people who aren't doing this for the money, but are really doing it to help the people. So I'm always looking for those agents that are out there that are like that, that are struggling, that really just need somebody to teach them the way. So I grab onto those people and I spend a lot of time investing in them. I, I get on calls with them every Tuesday night. Um, every other Tuesday and I pour into them and then, I, you know, I make myself very available. And that's one of the things that we find is that once agents reach a certain level of success, they don't pour back. So I go and get those people who I know are superstars. Ola Shine um, Parker is one of the people who was like that. And she was a shining jewel and just needed to pour into her. She's in our downline at EXP. She wanted to do 50,000 this year. We coached her up. She did 50000 last month. So those are the types of people that we want to go. We see a jewel, a diamond in a rough. We go and get them. We come and give them the coaching that they need, and we help them become top producing agents. Everybody is looking for the top producing agent. They're, they're a lot harder to find. Um, that diamond in the rough, uh, I'm sorry, the, you know, the, they're a lot harder to get. That diamond in the rough, everybody is looking past them, and that's the person that I want to work with. Awesome. And, and so you're, you're, you're both um, a coach, but you, but you've been there, you've, you've done that, you've figured out how to, to make things work. And now you're able to pour into others and say, Hey, here's, here's what you need to do. I've been where you're at. Uh, and so you can really sort of coach them up and, and give them um, hope and, 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 uh, and actually guide them to the path of say financial freedom. Yes, absolutely. And this awesome. business really, yeah. man, you know, it's just a numbers game that it's impossible for you to talk to 20 people a day, a hundred people a week, 4,800 people a year to physically have those conversations and not have them be fruitful. If you have the right um, conversion conversations. So that's it. I'm really just teaching people to get out of their element and to really get in front of people. Right. So it sounds like um, you, you've got, uh, and I'm just making a guess here because we didn't talk about this before, but you really like to um, to get clear on the messaging and the words and the phrases that you use with the people that you're connecting with. Does that sound accurate? All the way around. It's power in your words and it's power it's life and death in the tongue, Glenn. And I think that the words that you say are, are can make or break a person or a situation. So I'm very intentional and I'm very clear in my message. And I'm coaching people to be very, very clear in your message, your desires, and to make sure that you're manifesting every day with your tongue, the things that you want to see in your business. But most importantly, being purposeful with every word that you say. Right. Oh, awesome. No, so... When you when you meet a prospective client, let's just say that they're they're a renter. Um, what is the is there a particular phrase that you're more likely to use to to help get their attention toward uh, toward home ownership? Is there a is there a script that you've kind of built out that that you use? Absolutely. One of the things that you'll hear from renters frequently is that. I just don't want to own a house. I just don't want to be responsible for a house. I just don't want to pay a mortgage. So every time I hear that, the one thing that I am notorious for telling people is that 
You're paying a mortgage if you live somewhere. It's just not your mortgage. And at the end of the day, when you're paying somebody else's mortgage, especially people because I attract a lot of people that are single moms and single dads. So I really emphasize to the single moms and the single dads. And I don't know why I attract them. I just do. Maybe I have a magnet on my head, Glenn. I don't know, <laughs> but that's who I attract. Yeah. Okay. So when I'm attracting them, I make sure that I tell them there's a legacy that you want to leave that's different than the legacy that your parents left for you. We have a responsibility to be better parents than our parents were to us and our kids, a better parent to their kids than we were to them. And with that, you want to always leave your kids ahead of ahead of the game and home ownership is one of the things that can help you achieve that banks invest in real estate and insurance and we should be too if you have the ability to pay rent you can pay that same amount in mortgage if you pay twelve hundred dollars a month over the next 10 years that means that you've paid your landlord hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's hundred and fifty thousand dollars that just went into their children's savings account and that's hundred and fifty thousand that could have gone into the equity in your home and could have been a savings account for your own child and a lot of times our kids get to college and because and i'm talking about the sector of people that i service you don't have mm -hmm. the bandwidth to you can't afford to send your kids to college because you're living paycheck to paycheck. And even if you aren't living paycheck to paycheck, college is so expensive. What if you pay into your mortgage every every year for the next 10, 15 years when your kids are growing up? If you buy in the right area, that's the key. Don't buy a lot of times for aesthetics, buying areas where you know the property value is going to double in the next five or 10 years. When you do that, you look up, look down, just doing what you had to do anyway, keeping a roof over your kid's head. You'll look up and you'll have $500,000 worth of equity that you can go in and do a home equity loan. And now instead of your kids graduating with a ton of student loans that they can't afford, you're able to pay for your kids to go to college. Or even if it's a business that you want to start, now you're able to pull the money out of the house just by doing what you had to do anyway, by keeping a roof over your head and go and start the business that now will be able to pay you to um, replenish the money that you took in that home equity loan. Or there are so many people that want to invest in multifamilies right now. Why not pull if you had if you owned a home, you can pull the money out of that home. And now you can go and buy two multifamilies, three of the units pay for each of the buildings, and then the rest of that money can come back to you to pay that money back to your mortgage. You do that for 25 years, and now you have a solid retirement plan where you can live off if each building is bringing you $6,000. I don't know anybody that's getting $12,000 in retirement, but if you can buy a home, use the equity in it to get you to investment properties by the time you get to retirement age, now that money that you use to pay the buildings off and the rents that you collected will now give you a social security check in order to help you to live comfortably like people that we see on TV. Now we can be those people. Awesome. And and this is not just a script. This is a mission for you to help these the, the, these individuals. I can I can hear hear it coming through. Um, how does that, uh, it, it sounds like in some respects, you've got a similar message, but for real estate agents. Absolutely. I remember, Glenn, I was that person in those first couple years of my real estate career. The money comes so fast, Glenn. It's like when you go from making $50,000 in a year, $30,000 in a year, $20,000 in a year, and you can actually do that in a month. It's life changing. You get to do things. I started taking my family on 
lavish vacations. I was buying expensive pocketbooks. I've had every car that I've wanted to drive. And then I realized I don't have a retirement plan. So then when I started investing in multifamilies, I started a program to teach people to invest in multifamilies because it helped me to realize if over, I still have about, you stuck with me for 10 more years, Glenn. I'm still selling real estate for 10 more years. So over this next 10 years, I'm 50. So by the time I turn 60, I'll have a hundred paid off doors and I'm investing in places like Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Milwaukee, in cities where your dollar can go a longer way. So if I have 90 to 100 paid off doors throughout my 15 years of my real estate career, once I get ready to retire, if the cheapest property is paying me $800, imagine what my retirement check is going to look like. It's different. And my conversation with people is different. I'm not your average coach. I'm not just teaching you how to sell day to day. I'm really teaching you how to create longevity. My children's children will never see a day of suffering because of the decisions that I'm making today. And that's what I'm teaching awesome. people. Well, um, I would uh, I would ask the question. Uh, well, actually, I'll ask two, 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 two last questions here. Um, and and uh, obviously, I love your mission-driven perspective uh, for yourself, your clients, and, and agents as well. But um, going back to sort of more of the nuts and bolts of real estate, what do you... Uh, uh, what what do you do use for like a CRM? What, what, how do you keep track of the, the folks that you have in, in relationship with? Glad you asked that, Glenn. I actually use KB Core. Um, prior to KB Core, I was using Chime. And I know that EXP, we just got Chime, access to Chime a couple months ago. But I was using, I'm using KB Core now. And KB Core is an amazing tool for me. I utilize KB Core to keep up. And if anybody is watching this, if I can say anything to you, if you don't hear anything else that I'm saying, especially to new agents, if you don't do anything else, get your systems in line, get your CRM in line. I was able to really, I'm able to live the life that I want to live and work at the pace that I work at because my systems and my CRM do all the work for me. You have to make sure that inside of your systems that you have a process for every part of your business, every way that you do business. If you don't have everything written down in structure, as far as your systems are concerned, a person should be able to, you should have your system so detailed out that a person should be able to sit down at your desk and be able to go to work for you. That's how detailed I have my systems laid out. In addition, as far as my CRM is concerned, 50 to 60% of my business last year was referral business because my CRM, I have my, um, I have my campaign set up where my smart sets actually go out to my past clients that say to my past clients, thank you for your business. Will you refer me some business? I send them CMAs every three months right through my CRM so they can know how much equity that they have in their homes. And then I also do a client event once a year where all of my past clients are able to come and I'm able to talk to them. They can actually bring somebody that's interested in purchasing a home. I actually have one coming up this year, September. I think it's the 9th. Um, in a couple of weeks, but I'm able to communicate all of that information to those clients through my CRM. I run Facebook ads and through my Facebook ads, uh, shout out to Jay Kinder, um, Jay Kinder's son, um, Braden Kinder actually 
set up my Facebook ads and through my Facebook ads, he has them linked to KB Core. So whenever anybody wants new construction in Gwinnett County, they see my Facebook ads and the Facebook ad actually puts all of their information into my CRM. So a lot of times we get wrapped up into spending a ton of money on these when really EXP gives us the tools that we need right through our CRM and the other programs that we have without us having to go out and spend a ton of money on leads. And I focus on that with my CRM. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, Nicole, thank you so much for jumping on today with me. Um, I super appreciate uh, your, your time. Um, I think you're on um, a lot of social media. Uh, Nicole Ambrose Real Estate, I believe, on most of the platforms. Yep. On all social, you can find me on all social media platforms at Nicole Ambrose Real Estate. And some people say awesome. this link really don't mean it. If there's anybody that's watching and you need me, I'm here to help um, systems, um, your CRM, any of that that I can help any of my fellow agents with, I'm here to help and I'd be honored to do it. Awesome. Well, thank, thanks again, Nicole. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. This has been an exciting, fun conversation. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate you so much for having me. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of VXP.